The Odd Couple Today's session with Tanya was chatty. She expressed an interest in what made Karen and I click with each other, since we were so different except for our liberal politics. Our tastes in literature, music, and film reflected this difference. Karen grew bored with convoluted classics loaded with symbolism. She preferred popular novels or the simple beauty of Hemingway's The Old Man and the Sea. I liked the complex classics of Faulkner, Melville, Pynchon, and Dostoevsky. When she first saw my performance video of Dylan in Australia, she was shocked. How could this bandy-legged gnome in leather with a frog's voice be my hero? Surely I was joking. She preferred Frank Sinatra. I loved Last Tango in Paris, but the characters I considered romantically existential and tragic she found self-indulgent, despite brilliant performances. The early days of Elvis and the rock and roll revolution passed her by on that farm in Idaho. She liked the later crooning Elvis, whom I found too tame. She enjoyed Broadway musicals, the cornier the better, while I relished Beckett's cries of outrage. Karen admired tools of any kind. She loved to carry measuring tape and use special laser guns to get that super-accurate measurement. She would have appreciated a tool belt for Christmas. She liked hardware stores. I get nervous in such places. All those sights of tools, hammers, saws, boards, nuts and bolts, doors, and electrical equipment inspire a near-allergic reaction. Even the names are frightening. Nipple adapters, male stud couplings. Definitely my masculinity does not lie in handyman skills. When we first met, I wanted to meet later at the bar, but she had Good Friday services to attend. Didn't she know Darwin had destroyed religion, that life was absurd and God was dead? She recited the Pledge of Allegiance at Kiwanis meetings and sang the Star-Spangled Banner without the self-conscious embarrassment old liberals like myself feel at such occasions. We had a physical attraction, certainly, but in many ways I was potentially one of those snobbish, phony Hollywood types she disliked, the shallow actors who inhabit a world of celebrity and gossip. And yet we connected. She seemed to enjoy our odd diverseness. While writing contracts for bombers, she would tell people I was home playing anti-war songs on the guitar. Perhaps I wasn't so phony if a tad snobby at times. I saw Karen as a professional with an innate goodness. I saw her smiling face and merry eyes and heard that sweet voice. Tanya imagines Karen, a woman she never met, as a person with a childlike joy in life and living. This is true. Ironically, Karen resembled the best actors who have to be childlike, silly people to stay in touch with emotions and be good, uninhibited performers. I did treasure that innocent joy in her. I did love and admire her compassion for people. So, despite differences, Karen and I connected. And now, as Tanya suggested, my time with Karen is up, that we only rent our time with loved ones. What is the price? Grief? Is this what a wounded man wants to hear? Of course, we must be realistic. We are mortal beings. Our time is brief. Shakespeare could say, He that dies this week is spared the next. Karen didn't want to be spared the next week. That she savored life so much only makes me sadder.